1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever,
1: or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan.
2: Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued song to sing I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus I'm living for the
3: world to see nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright and David brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world well,
0: the the story. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and as it has been the last year and I don't know how many months at Flying Solo, I miss Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church as my co-host, and I know he misses it. I get a chance to, to see him and listen to him preach every Sunday. If you ever want to join me at Brookside Baptist Church, I go to the first service. I sit into the back to the right. I'm also the valet driver. So you want to come drop your car off. If you trust me enough to drive your car, I'm not going to steal it, but I'm not going to go fill it with gas and get a wash for you either. But I'll park your car and you can sit uh, sit with me. And uh, I love Brookside Baptist Church. It's just a group of people that really are are following the Lord. And, and I think Pastor Ken is as good a preacher as there is. And uh, I learn something that each and every week. And, and not only is he a really good friend of mine, but, man, he's a great preacher, I'm excited about today's show. I, I don't believe in the history of this show or maybe the history of my life I've ever said the words pastor and golf teaching professional in the same sentence. And I was here uh, a few mornings ago, and I get up early. If I'm not sleeping, I come to the office. And and if I'm starting to get a little bit uh, thin on on, on guests for faith in the zone, I, could, I just start on the website, start looking up, you know, Uh, sports professional Christians pastors all of that and our next guest uh, Dave Mumford showed up and I called him and and he said man your timing's good and and I appreciate you calling me and he is a pastor and a golf teaching professional and again that what a phenomenal combination that is because I'm not very good at either of those two I can't I have a hard time sometimes you know sharing my faith and I can't hit a golf ball straight to save my life and so this guy could Definitely helped me a lot. He is Dave Mumford. Dave, how are you doing today?
4: Hey, Mike, I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show today, brother. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're hey, not only not only do you hit a golf ball straight or you can teach people to do it, you're a pastor, but you've got a really good music ministry too. You, the Lord's, I, he has certainly blessed you with some good pipes.
4: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. And Uh, I didn't sing a lick in my life until I came to know Christ in 1991. I come from a musical family, but music was not in my books until the Lord got a hold of me, and then he put a new song in my heart. For sure,
0: yes. Well, Dave, let me just tell you real quick, I I envy you like you can't believe. I was in, uh, I don't know, third or fourth grade at St. Peter and Paul Parish on the east side of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We are getting ready to do uh, Little Drummer Boy for the Christmas show. And Sister sister Margaret Mary said, boy, somebody on the left side is really off-key. And I looked around (laughs) thinking, who's the poor sap? And she said, somebody somebody in the first two rows. And said, Mr. McGivern, come with me, please. And here I'm this little guy, and I I walk out, and she says, look, you're going to play the bongos. And you're going to mouth the words. And if I hear one peep come out of your head, I'm going to whack you in the back of the head because— now, look at me, Mr. McGibber. I don't want to hear you sing. Monsignor Groster doesn't want to hear you sing. And certainly, Baby Jesus does not want to hear you sing. And I remember this, Dave, like it was yesterday. And I said, but Baby oh, yeah. Jesus is everywhere. She said, exactly. And I thought, oh, boy, oh, boy, I sure wish I could sing. But uh, you know what? That put the fear of God in me to ever sing in public. So I, I appreciate the fact that uh, and I've listened to some of your music on your website. You can go to DaveMumford.com, and uh, it's Dave Mumford Ministries. It's faith, family, and freedom, and and we're going to talk about all that with him. And 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 I just love the fact that you know you can sing. And, and I'm wondering um, if if Noel can sing, and and your your six kids can they all sing as well?
4: Yeah, they can. Noel isn't much for getting up in front, and like the kids and I. We had quite a ministry when they were younger, and we traveled to churches, do concerts, and we seem to have gone on to different avenues over time, but we had a good little ministry when they were really young, and they Boy, can. How Several of them out of the six can really carry a tune in a bucket.
0: So. That's, that is so <laughs> fun. Well, the real question is, can any of them hit a golf ball?
4: Yes, they can, too, yeah.
0: <laughs> All things I wish I could do. Dave, you know, we all have our own gifts. I coached basketball for a long time, 36 years here in in Milwaukee, and and uh, uh, yeah. I kind of like, you know, I retired, but I, that's kind of, you know, something that I had a little bit of success with. And there are certainly gifts that that the Lord has given us. Hey, Dave, in this first segment, can you talk a little bit about your upbringing? Segment two, we'll get to your testimony, but you're living in Maine right now, but you grew up in Canada, in Nova Scotia. And I'm wondering that journey to get to, to Maine, can you talk a little bit about your upbringing in Canada and how you got to Maine?
4: Thank you, Mike. Uh, I came from a very good home, loving home, a caring home. But the absent in that home, the common denominator was Christ, and that I could have a personal relationship with Him. All my needs were taken care of throughout my life. But at the age of 14, uh, that's when I took the turn of getting into
5: alcohol and drugs. And I know we'll talk about that down the road, but.
4: My dad just recently uh, passed away a year ago from pancreatic cancer and in the last month of his life my dad came to know Christ as his personal savior, so I am thankful that my dad is home with the Lord and someday I'm gonna see him. And again. I have an older brother, older sister that very musical, uh, straight A student, the Iowa sort of the black sheep of the family and love sports. They tease us coming from Canada, that we were born with skates uh, in the womb. And I think my dad had me on skates when I was probably four. They were the double runners. So I was four years of age starting skating and through Canada, uh, obviously, which is known as our national religion, that hockey was a big part of my life. Uh, It still is today, but the transition Growing up from hockey uh, until the age of 12, when I first took the golf club in hand, was not a hard transition uh, from the lower
5: body movement to
4: doing golf. But as far as my family goes, mom and dad, if he was still with us, they would have been married, I think now, 62 years. Uh, So they really set the precedence for a good, long, healthy marriage. So I, I had a very good upbringing. But without Christ for sure in my life, um, I didn't know Him.
0: Well, he is uh, again, David Mumford, and as we go, we're going to talk to David for the first three segments. Uh, the fourth segment, we're going to have on uh, a guest who who has been uh, he has been with us uh, in the past on Faith in the Zone, uh, Glenn Derby. And if you know Glenn, he's from this area, he played uh, professional uh, football with New Orleans Saints and some of the Packers and played for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. And And he is, uh, he owns a, a place called uh, Dog Nest now, and they're doing a really good event uh, next Saturday for Make-A-Wish Foundation. And we're going to talk to him on the, in that last segment. But the first three segments, again, as we talk to Dave Mumford, you can go to his website. It's, it's DaveMumford.com. And it is faith, family, and freedom is is kind of what the soul of of Dave Mumford Ministries is. Hey, when growing up then in Canada, um, how did you then move uh, to to the United States, and and, um, in particular, Maine? What was the the attraction to come to Maine?
4: Uh, At the age of 24, uh, Christ found me, and he saved me, Mike. Um, I didn't know Bible schools existed. I didn't know hymnals existed or had no interest in church when I came to Christ. For one year after that I was discipled by a local pastor who slowly introduced me to hymns and Christian music and local church. And then one particular day I was with him and his wife. They mentioned they couldn't be with me the following week because they were going off to New Brunswick Bible Institute, which is located in Hartland, New Brunswick, and I said where are you going and what is that? And they filled me in, and I jokingly said, boy, I'd love to go and see what that's all about. And they said, we'd love to have you. So one thing led to another, jumped in the vehicle. Within that same day, I ended up on the campus. Three days later, I found myself weeping, not sure why, but maybe feeling the prompting of the Lord that maybe he wanted me to come here to the school. At the end of the week, I had filled out an application, and in the following fall, I became a student for four years uh, at the Brunswick Bible Institute, and then a graduate from there in 1998. So the introduction from the Brunswick Bible Institute, 13 years later, passing through singing on a singing tour, I met my wife now, Noelle. Uh, We've been married now almost 20 years, and I remember saying this to her on our second date. I said, Noel, do you believe in life at first sight, or would you like me to walk by again? And so seven (laughs) months later, we were married, and she's originally from Long Island, New York. So we were married. We came over to Maine. Her dad was a wonderful believer, suddenly passed away, and in that process of dying in Home to be with the Lord, he left behind his home, and so we inherited the home, and I started the process, Mike, of becoming a permanent resident, and then seven years later, in 2010, in Nashville, Tennessee, I became a U.S. citizen. So my wife is originally from Long Island, New York, and all of our six kids have been born and raised here in the U.S., and so I have now due citizenship from Canada, in the U.S. So in a nutshell, that's how I arrived and currently living out almost 20 years in
0: the United States. Man. Well, and, and again, that second segment, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, when we asked him, uh, Dave Mumford, for his testimony and, and doing enough research on Dave, I can tell you that there's some similarities between him and I. I was yeah. 13 when I had my first drink. And uh, yeah. uh, there are some, I, I wish that I would have figured it out as early as he did. The age of twenty-four, I did not. You know, us Irish boys are, you know, we're uh, we're stubborn, man. We don't like to say no, and uh, we don't like right. to say I quit. And I wished, I wished that I would have, because you know what, uh, things would have been a little bit easier. I think not only for me, but for my family and my wife. Um, but uh, he did, and we're going to talk to him again. I have not said the words, pastor and golf teaching professional. Ever, in the same sentence. And I just find that extremely interesting, and I don't know why. But looking at his website at DaveMufford.com, you know what? He goes into that. He, he talks about... You know, the grip and, and the stance and, and how there's some similarities to your walk. And we'll get to that. We, I promise yeah. you, we will get to that uh, throughout this show. If you want to hear some of his music, DaveMumford.com. You want to talk? T- take a look at um, a blog or two that, that I've looked at and listened to? Um, really interesting things. But I'll tell you what, when he starts talking about golf and he starts talking about grip and stance and posture and alignment and the short game, and then he's able to turn that into you know salvation and repentance and good works and obedience, it's very interesting to me because if, if I could uh, if I could hit a golf ball straight, man, I would love it. I, I did take one lesson not too long ago with Mike Crowley, who uh, is on a different radio station, but I coached him. I um, knew him ba- through basketball at D- Dominican High School, and after I took about, I don't know, 12, 15 swings, he said, Coach, it would amaze me if you could ever hit the ball straight with that swing. And I said, <laughs> We got a lot of work to do. He said, There's there's a few things you do right, but boy, there's a lot you do wrong. We're going to continue our conversation with Dave Mumford. Again, pastor and golf teacher professional, Dave And if you if you're listening to Dave and you feel um feeling led to to, to help him on this ministry and this mission that he's on. Uh, make sure you go to DaveMumford.com. There's a place to be able to help him and uh, continue this ministry, which I think is a wonderful thing. His wife, Noelle, and their six kids. And and I would encourage you, uh, if you're feeling led, to, to to help him out on that. We'll get right back to him, and we'll ask Dave for his testimony. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The
1: Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame.
2: I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued song to sing, I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus, I'm
3: living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus, Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world, well the moral of the story is,
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone I'm 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. You know, each week we have different guests, and I talk a little bit of smack. We get a professional baseball pitcher. I say, man, you're lucky you don't come here. I'll take you deep. You know, football player, you can't guard me. Golf, I got nothing. I can't talk any smack to this guy. He is Dave (laughs) Mumford. He's a pastor and a golf teaching professional. And uh, go to their website, again, uh, DaveMumford.com. Faith, family, freedom, and uh, Dave's second segment for us here on Faith in the Zone, and, and from all the people that I hear, and I hear from a number of people, and, and it's funny, Dave, if somebody listens to my high school basketball, high school football, or baseball show I do, or the youth sports show, or the home improvement show I do, and I'm in the supermarket, they'll young yet they'll yell from one aisle to the next, hey McGiver. <laughs> You know what? Why don't you ask that roofer about it, or why don't you have this coach on? And if they want to talk to me about faith in the zone, they walk up, they look around, and quietly say, "Hey, are you Mike McGivern?" "Yeah, I like that religion show you do. I, I don't do a. I don't do a religion show. You don't? No, I don't. I don't believe in religion." Well, mm-hmm. don't you do that Sunday? Yeah, that's that's a faith-based show. Oh, okay. Well, I really like it. Well, let's talk about it. No, boom. And Dave, they run. They run yeah. from the produce department to the meat department because they're so like, and I don't really know why, and I'm chasing them down the aisle going, hey, let's talk about where you're at type stuff. And, you know, you don't want right. to be a Bible thumper, but she certainly I'm happy when people are listening, so thank you for that. And so these guys that listen all the time know the amount of smack I talk, and I I can't hit a—I uh, I putted a little bit, right? And I'm okay right. around the greens. I got soft hands, but, man, oh, man, that's about it for me. Hey, Dave, this second segment is always—and like I said, the people that talk to me, they talk about the second segment being the, their favorite because everybody has a story and everybody's is different on how they came to the Lord. And I'd like to ask you, Dave Mumford, if you would please share your testimony with us.
4: I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. I would not be here today if it wasn't for Christ. And as you and I are similar, you mentioned, I believe, 13, you took your first drink around that age, and I was 14, if that was correct, uh, what you mentioned. Yep. But I was 14 when I took my first drink, and I didn't stop until I was 24, and I wasn't just... Like a weekend fender bender, uh, it was getting progressively to the point where you would label me an alcoholic and as well uh, with drug abuse. And back in my day, I'm almost 54, that, you know, you did the lighter stuff and maybe get into a little bit of harder stuff back then, but nothing
5: compared to today. But
4: um, had a lot of pain in my life, uh, lost my grandmother, who basically was my moral compass. and didn't know where she was at in regards to afterlife, and lost her at a young age, and that really uh, set me on a path of destruction. And I started hanging around in high school with uh, older groups, the hockey players, uh, golfers, and things that you know on weekends would go and have a party, and you know get drinking and drugs, and they knew how to turn it off, but. Apparently, I didn't some, and it was leading in a bad way. So to fast-forward some, at the age of 24, uh, I was confronted lovingly with with the relationship that I need to have with Christ. And I was so far down, I had to look up to see the bottom. Amen. And I came home to Windsor, which is my hometown. I was living in darkness. Nova Scotia, it's Grandville Golf and Country Club. I was working maintenance there and teaching. And I came home to say my goodbyes to mom and dad. I was going back to the golf course. I was just going to get myself some alcohol and head to the 15th green, and I was going in my life. And a friend of mine showed up uh, at mom and dad's that Tuesday evening, I believe, and asked me what I was doing home. And I said, well, I'm just visiting. I'm going back to the golf course. And I did not know a year prior to that that he had become a believer. And I used to pray with this man and end up at his place sleeping on the sofa and, you know, letting it wear off and crawling home. And one thing led to another. And he shows up and he said, I think I need to drive you home. If you don't mind, I have something to tell you. And in the process, of driving me back to darkness. In a couple-hour drive, he shared with me how Christ loves me and suffered and bled and died and rose again for me personally. And he said, Dave, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to lift those burdens. He wants to forgive you of your sin. And he wants to give you joy in your life and make you anew and give you a fresh start. Well, like these are to honey. I was so drawn to that. And he asked me, he said, What's really putting you to the point of where you want to end your life? And I said, I want to end the pain. And I said, I just recently lost a good friend in a bar. It was a double murder-suicide, and I should have been with Bill that night. But I was living with my girlfriend at the time. And I turned the TV on the next morning, and they said it was a double murder-suicide. And sure enough, it was my friend Bill. The time was roughly around 3.30 in the morning. And the band was playing. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. The shooter went home and grabbed his gun, brought it back in, straight up to the young man, David, 20 years of age, pulled the trigger, wow. and then turned to my friend Bill and shot him twice. And before they could wrestle the gun away from Robert, he put it under his chin, and he pulled the trigger. And my friend Bill lived for 12 hours, and he slipped into eternity. And that might rock my world. Here I am, 24. I know I have a drinking problem and heading seriously into a drug addiction. I'm as dead as a gun barrel, and I'm probably in jeopardy of losing my job because of my addiction, and also probably ending my life because I wanted to end my pain. And Andy, that night, who led me to Christ, heard my story, and when i Get out of the van that night. He came around, and he hugged me and held me and with tears coming down his cheeks, and he said, I love you. Christ loves you. You know what you need to do, and I'm encouraging you to go in and cry out to the Lord, and he'll save you where you're at, Dave. So that night, July 17th, 1030 at night, roughly, I get on my knees, Mike, and I said, Lord, have mercy upon me, sinner. And that night might be saved me, and my life has never been the same since, and it was 1991, and Christ found me. Alcohol is not, and drugs have not touched my lips since so that faithful nice night, and I am eternally grateful for what the Lord has done and continues to do and blessed me with a wonderful wife and six beautiful children. I'm so undeserving, but the Lord has blessed me with a fresh start, a new beginning. Since
0: 1991. Amen. He is Dave Mumford. Again, davemumford.com. If you want to learn more about him, he's a pastor and a golf teaching professional. Dave, what is the name of, of the man that uh, that uh, brought you to the Lord?
4: Andy Northup. And he's full time, him and his wife, with Samaritan's Purse. So they travel, unfortunately, where there's all kinds of disasters. And they help out volunteering and uh, until they get the people up and running again and what they need to do. So, wonderful servants of the Lord.
0: Dave, does Andy Northrup, he, do you still talk with him? Does he know what's happened in your life?
4: Oh, absolutely. He's uh, he's like my spiritual father. Yeah. Amen. So, very close, and Andy and I talk frequently and often, yes.
0: You know what? that I... I look Dave I used to be this tough Irish kid right that you know like yeah. you could punch me in the face 10 times I wouldn't cry and and this this second segment it just uh does something to me man and and your story thank yeah. you for sharing that I I really appreciate it a lot and and just the openness of look this is who you were and this is yeah. who you are now it, it is amazing to me that if you reach out if you say Lord and and I used to say this on this show Dave I used to say there's guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and myself. I may throw your name in as well, brother. I may say, look, there's guys like Dave Mumford and and Daryl Strawberry and myself that, you know what we we were when when Dave said, look, I I it, I was so far on the bottom that to, to to look up at all, you know, I was so deep into this, and you know what, I I'm sure that. You know Noel and and your kids, and i'm I, I'm one hundred percent certain that they've all heard you tell this story and your yeah. testimony and and uh, it's very powerful. And thank you so much for for sharing that with us when when Dave, when this thing whole turned when it turned for you, I know for me that that first year of being away from all that, I've never been tempted more, and I couldn't understand it. I thought once I got to my knees and said, "Lord, I'm done. I'm handing this over to you." That that would be the end of it, and it wasn't. And I finally went to to the pastor who was um he he was discipling me, and I said, "Look, I, this is this is coming every which way for me, left, right, center. People calling me. I see people." And he started laughing. He said, "You think Satan wants to lose you? You're a yeah, good but... soldier for him." He didn't want to lose you, and then it That's made correct. sense to me. And does that that make sense to you as well, huh? Oh,
4: well, it sure does, because I didn't have a support group, because, you know, we're babes in Christ, desiring the pure milk of the Word, and if He didn't walk me through my struggles and the battle that I was facing, the spiritual battle, then I'm not sure if I'd be where I'm at today. And, you know, some people like to argue that with the providence of God, and I understand that, but that first year for me, Mike, was very crucial in getting me grounded somewhat in the Word. And when opposition came or struggles came, uh, I could balance that out. What does the Word of God say? And it's such a wonderful, loving church and a pastor that loved me and would help me, which I thought were silly questions uh, at the time. But he said, there's no silly questions. You're a new babe. You have to learn to eat. Then you get the solids. And then you get walking. And growing, so he handled me graciously because I was as raw as raw could be as a believer. Yep. And I'm thankful for John Luton, who discipled me and was my pastor for many, many years. And uh, so I look back at that and and discipleship flows from the word apprenticeship. So, you know, we're born to reproduce, and we need to be disciples. And that testimony that you and I have is important. To bring others to Christ, and but to, then to see how you know we can walk this life with the help of others, and especially with our relationship with the Lord.
0: Amen to that. He is Dave Mumford. Again, he's a pastor and a golf teaching professional. We're going to uh, get to a break and have one more segment with Dave, and then we're going to talk to Glenn Derby, former Faith in the Zone um, guest, and and uh, he's got a great event coming up. Uh, Next Saturday, in a few days from when This Faith in the Zone will air, and we want to talk to Glenn about that. Next segment, we're going to talk to Dave Mumford about how this, uh, this pastor and golf teaching thing came together and how he utilizes the platform of being a golf teaching professional to spread the word. That uh is just a great spot for him and, and, a, and a really good way for him to, to be able to, to, to preach the word and, and let people know where he stands as a Christian man. Again, DaveMumford.com, if you're feeling led to help this ministry along, I would I would just highly recommend to go to that website, you know, take a look at some of the things that he's trying to accomplish, that he has accomplished, and you're feeling led to help them, there's a place that you can do that. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan.
2: I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus.
3: I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest, Dave Mumford. Again, he's a pastor and a golf teaching professional. We're going to have him for one more segment, and then we're going to talk to Glenn Derby, former uh, New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packer, Wisconsin Badger offensive lineman, and he's got a great event coming up on Saturday that we want to highlight and promote a little bit. As we're talking to Dave, I want to thank Andy Northrup. He's the one who brought Dave to the Lord. He saved his life. And let's just be honest, that's what he did. And, and Andy, if you get a chance to hear this, um, and I hope that you do, I say thank you. From all the way here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because you saved this man's life. And look at all the great things that Dave Mumford has been able to accomplish with the life that you saved. Go to DaveMumford.com, and it's Dave Mumford Ministries, Faith, Family. And freedom, Dave. I want to get into the to the uh, uh, the golf side, but before we do that, I just want to thank you for your openness to share that testimony. And I, I just think you know it's so powerful when when a man will get up and 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 say the things that you said, because there there are other men that are going to be listening to this show that say, "Look, I I've thought about that, or that's where I'm at." Or, you know what, right. maybe I don't drink every night, but I drink a couple nights a week and and it's not so much how much I drink, but what happens to me when I drink. and and right. I think that we we need to we need to start to take a look at that and uh, you know Dave has Dave started drinking at early age as I did. He stopped a lot earlier than I did. and I, I mm-hmm. you know credit to Andy Northrup with with that because I don't believe that Dave and I would be having this conversation had Dave had Andy not stepped out. And manned up and it's said, correct. "Dave, here we go. Come on now, it's time." So, uh, so I thank you for that. Hey, let's talk about the golf part of this. Um, have you always, uh, you've always been able to to teach people a game that's very, very difficult to teach? And we talked about this um, the other day, and you said a lot of it is is between your ears. And maybe that's where my problem is because athletically I think I'm okay, Dave. Right. I got good eye-hand coordination. You know, I can I can hit a jump shot, right? I can throw pretty well. I can catch a, a ball. I can hit a ball. But, boy, hitting a golf ball, and I got a feeling because – Anytime I get asked to play an event, I stay up all night worried about how embarrassed I'm going to be the next day. (laughs) So maybe it is between my ears, but when did you realize that teaching golf would be something that you'd be able to utilize as a platform in order to spread the word?
4: Uh, It's interesting you say that, Mike, because it's simply this, when I came to Christ and, you know, because you come to the Lord, people may say, well, I got to give up this. I got to give up, got to give up this. Well, Some things that I gave up were of the help of the Lord and, you know, which was alcohol and drugs, which is a good thing. But sports are not bad in and of themselves, and they can be used for the Lord and for his purpose. So I came across at a young life as a believer uh, about Moses, and he had that stick or that rod in his hand. And I remember the Lord asking me this question. It wasn't an audible voice, but he simply like he prompted my heart. He said, what do you have in your hand that you're willing to lay down that I could pick up and use for my glory? And I said, Lord, all I have is a hockey stick and a golf club. And he said, lay them down and watch what I'll do with them. So in doing that, Mike, God has taken what I've laid down, a simple golf club and a hockey stick, and he's led along the way to become a licensed uh, level three USGTF golf tv teaching professional and also to teach professionally uh, with power skating because of what i had in the past god's using now in the present and the future so that was born out of scripture i laid it down whatever talents i had same as singing i laid it down and god has taken it and he's multiplied it abundantly for his glory and his honor, not of me, but of him. So the golf ministry was born out of laying it down.
0: 100%. What I had
4: in my hand. That simple.
0: Hey hey Dave, if I, if, if I would have if I would have ran into you as a twenty-three year old and I would have said to you, Hey Dave, I can look into the future and let me tell you what your future looks like. You're gonna be clean and sober, you're gonna have a beautiful wife, six beautiful kids, you're gonna be a pastor and a golf teaching professional in Maine. What would you have said to me?
4: I uh, probably would have laughed you to scorn and probably would have asked you, whatever you're on, I'd like to have something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And you know, who knows? Maybe I would have shared yeah. I probably would not have shared anything back then, but I just find it I find it funny, you know, when I think about, you know, twenty years ago where I was in my life, and if somebody would have said, Hey, let me tell you where you're gonna be. You're going to be clean and sober. You're going to be doing a faith-based show on the radio. You're going to be, yeah. you know, valeting cars at Brookside Baptist Church. You and your wife are going to be holding hands, and she's going to be, you know, very much, you know, in your corner and your biggest supporter, bar none.
4: Yeah,
0: bar none. Yeah. And and thank God for godly women, Dave. I have oh, to true. tell you, I, I, you know, when 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 she when she said to me, you know, come on, it's time. I, I, and, and she was much more powerful than that. But I've, I've told the story a lot on the show. I, um, and I went down to see this pastor and walked in on a Sunday night and I didn't know him very well. I knew him on Christmas and I knew him on Easter and I said, I need some help. And he said, I knew you'd be here. And I said, excuse me. He said, I didn't know when you'd come, but I knew you'd come because your wife's been praying for you for years. Right. Boy, that just humbled. That just put shivers on my spine. And I still get goosebumps on my arms from those words that that man had. So, you know, certainly when you talk about Noel and we've, you know, had a few conversations a little bit about our spouses, we both agree that we've outkicked our coverage a little bit.
4: (laughs) Yes, we have, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. We're blessed.
0: We We are. We are. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, do you still get a chance to go out and hit a golf ball every once in a while? Do you get to play around here or there?
4: I do. I play in some local tournaments and, uh, in some events and I missed the one-on-one competition, but mainly now I play in scrambles and it's because of my teaching status too, that I'm not allowed to, you know, earn some income that way. And which I'm not in it for that anyway, but it developed into the ministry. And, you know, I don't know if we had enough time really to talk on where that came into spiritually looking at the grip, the stance, the posture and alignment. You know, Christ holds us, as I say, in the grip. The grip's the most important fundamental, I believe, in the game of golf. Because if your hands can't work in unity, they're going to fight against one another. So sin has separated us from God. And once the sin issue is dealt with and we're born again from above, I'm back in right relationship with the Lord. So I'm back in right unity with my Heavenly Father through His Son. So the grip's important, not only that. He holds us no matter whatever comes. We're held by Christ, and there's a lot of security in that. So the grip is very important. Stance is no other foundation. Can anyone lay than that which is laid by Christ Jesus? I'm on a firm foundation now, and in golf, you need a firm foundation to have stability, to have balance, to have the proper lag drive, and the finish. And then posture is important. Sin weights us down, it can burden us down, it can bend us over, it can crush us. But when we come to Christ, he lightens the load. His yoke is easy, our burden is light, and then you have the alignment. I remember Zig Ziglar saying this when he was on this earth. If you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. And alignment in golf is crucial because it is a game of targets. You're shooting at something. You have to be properly aligned. Now, being born again, I'm properly in line with Christ as my Lord and my Savior. So I just took basic principles from the Word of God, and I tied them into the game of golf, uh, which has worked out tremendously. And I have seen men and women, boys and girls, come to Christ because of the simplicity of teaching the gospel through the fundamentals of the wonderful game of golf.
0: Man. That was awesome. He is Dave Mumford, and I recommend go to DaveMumford.com. Go to that website. Take a look at some of the things that he's doing, and, and there is a place there if you're feeling led to help him continue this ministry, and this is truly uh, a ministry that I think has is really important because of the platform that the Lord has given him and him and his family. Uh, if you're feeling led, help him out with that and and we never had any conversation about that but i feel like when no. i go to that website and and it, and it's there i, I feel a that i want to help this man out and and help him continue in this ministry and and i just think it's really important um, dave thank you so much for your time again dave mumford 1word.com is where you're going to want to go and uh you know, one thing, look, listen to some of the music he has and, and know that I sing way better than he does. You know, that's what Sister Margaret Mary said. I can't hit a golf ball. I can't sing better. I'm just kidding. Dave, thanks a lot for, for your time, and thank you so much for sharing that, that really strong testimony.
4: You're welcome. And if I could, Mike, I just want to thank your listeners and you, brother, for this opportunity, and we're in a transition period that we've stepped out from the pastorate, and Uh, I am looking to hopefully be on the road more and do this ministry and concerts and opportunities if the Lord would open up the door. So we are available to travel wherever the Lord may open the door to be able to be a part of your ministry, come alongside for the gospel, but also to encourage and build up the body any way we can. So appreciate any opportunity that the Lord may open up for us and We'd be there in a heartbeat to help your local ministry in any way we could.
0: If you go to DaveMumford.com, there's a way to get a hold of Dave. If uh, for some reason you struggle, you want his phone number, uh, get a hold of me here at the radio station, and I will introduce you to Dave Mumford. And uh, if if you have some interest in in talking to him about any events or bringing him to the state of Wisconsin, uh, I think that would be outstanding. Dave, again, thank you so much. Please say hi to Noel and, uh, and those kids.
4: I will, Mike. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your ministry and all you're doing as well to get the gospel out.
0: Thank you so So much. millions
4: of listeners. Thank
0: you. You bet. He is Dave Mumford. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Glenn Derby will join us. Regarding an event he's got coming up on Saturday to raise some money for Make-A-Wish Foundation and look forward to, uh, to seeing and talking to Glenn. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan.
2: Cause I'm just a nobody, Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you read For the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living
3: for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world with the moral of the
0: soul Welcome back to Faith in Zone on 1250 AM. The fan I want to thank Dave Mumford Again, pastor and golf teaching professional, uh, living in Maine right now and doing really good work for the Lord. I want to welcome in, man, he's been a faith in his own guest, and and I have not seen or talked to him in a bit. And it has more to do with we're both really busy and with, the, with this whole COVID thing, which has been um, really, really difficult, uh, I think, on, on both of us. And and I think that uh, that we're getting out of it and we're coming through. And I want to talk with um, with Glenn about Dog Nest, and I want to talk to him about some of the things that that he is doing right now. Glenn Derby, former um, Wisconsin Badger, New Orleans Saint, Green Bay Packer, offensive lineman. He's lucky he didn't have to try to block a boy like me, man. Quickness and no, man, what do you laugh at that? He, he knows me a lot better than most when I talk smack. Hey, Glenn Derby, how you been? How you been, my friend? Good
5: yeah I've been really good. you know it's been a it's been a crazy year and everybody knows it and we're all getting through it so yeah life is life is heading in a good direction
0: hey so last time and this was pre covid we we were to, we were chatting and, and and goofing around and I said, hey what's so what's the next uh what's the next journey what what's going on? you said, Matt I am you know I, I've looked to buy a business I, I want to buy a business and I found what I think is going to be a great business for me. And I've done all the research, and this dog nest, which is a perfect location in Brookfield on Capitol Drive, I think is going to be the next thing that I do. And you went and and did it, and then COVID hit. And
5: I'm <laughs> thinking, I, man, I know now what I. Well, if I had known then what I know now, I would have never ever went down this road. But um, I'm very grateful. I'm blessed. Uh, God's been very good to me, and I've been able to get through an incredibly tough year. I've learned so much about myself. Um, learned about others i've learned about business i've learned about you know reaching out to the right people etc cetera, etc cetera. and um i'm very grateful and very blessed that i went through through it all and i'm glad that it, it happened the way it did so yeah, yeah. It, it is uh you know one of the things i have is i've got a lot of empathy for small business owners Amen. going through a year like like we just had and you know some people compared it to the depression some people care compared it to you know, major disasters, and and it, it's it was a rough year for everybody. And you know, you and I talked about it, um, but life is good. I mean, we're heading in a good direction now, and I think I think uh, the worst is behind us.
0: Yeah, I do too. And and Glenn, it's it's really. Um pretty pretty cool t- for me is we had that conversation and I just said, how you doing? And you said, look, it, it's been a tough year. We, I almost had to shut it down, but I see the trends going really well. And I am now, I, I'm doing this event with Steve Stark, who, uh, a former uh, Wisconsin Badger, and we're doing this dog walk at the Park. I right away thought, man, this servant leadership heart that this man has, that Glenn Derby has, you know, he, he's gone through this really tough time, and it still has not gone. It's not like he's, you know, doing phenomenal, but he's seeing trends in the right direction. But what he's spending his time on right now is to talk to me about a buddy of his who, who had a son die at an early age. And they're they're raising money for Make-A-Wish Foundation because their goal, their his first goal, Steve Stark's first goal was to do 100 of these. And now he's well over 100. And now Glenn's like, let's do 1,000. Let's find out how to do a 1,000 wishes. So that's where his head is at. His head, Glenn Derby's trying to raise money for a buddy of his and for Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I said, Glenn, come on, Faith in the Zone, and let's just talk about it and see if we can't get some people that have dogs that will get out to Neshota Park on Saturday from 9 to 1230 and help raise some money for Steve Stark and Make-A-Wish Foundation.
5: You know, Mike, when you, when you, you know, when you first approached me a while back about faith in the zone, you know, I was a little nervous about it, but decided, you know, when you get an opportunity, you take it. And one of the things that's really become evident as I've started to walk, uh, walk the walk and follow what Jesus teaches is it's all about getting out of yourself, Um, you know, and I, and I'm not real good at memorizing uh, quotes, but I have like this daily reminder on my phone and Three of the reminders that are on the phone are passages. One of them says that, you know, in all scenarios, you're to treat people with grace and dignity. Another one is to talk about you take away yourself. You don't use your selfish desires. You want to use your skills and abilities to help others. Amen. And then the other one is to, you know, look out whenever there is need and whenever there is somebody that's in need or you have scenarios where you got people that are, less fortunate than you, you got to give, give, give to uh, help those out. And that's what, you know, that's what Jesus talked about in all of his sayings is that, you know, get out of yourself, trust me and help others. And that's, that's really what it's about. And, you know, people could say you're selfish for this or selfish for that, but the bottom line is, it's in my heart. I watched Caden go through You know, I I got the opportunity to know Caden and meet Caden, and I got the opportunity to know Steve and Mickey and their two daughters and their son. Um, And I watched this family. I mean, it was incredible to watch this family who basically gave up a lot of things that people would do as a family because they had one of their family members that has a really, really difficult disease. And it, it was just awesome for me to watch it. And when I heard about Caden wanting to get 100 wishes, my first thought was, what can I do? How can I help? And it never really worked out until, and I tried other things to help them out, but it didn't really come to fruition until I got the dog mess. And then we started saying, okay, we got to do, we got to do like events and different things because we got to use what we have in order to try and raise money for Caden. And when he died last year, and I, I know it was like a week after his death. Um, they were at 114 wishes and it just, man, I just started to ball. Wow. I'm like, Oh my God, this kid, you know, he got to the hundred wishes and how many kids out there can say, you know, a wish isn't cheap. They're like seven, eight, nine, ten thousand right. $10,000. So you're talking a lot of money was raised, uh, that this kid, because he went on a trip in 2011 said, I want to raise a hundred wishes. And here you go. You know, he was able to do it in a few short years. Um, and so it just gives me the message, why would we as capable human beings not do, not find a cause like this, not find something that's passionate and try and help out. So that's where I'm at with this. And, you know, we're doing a dog walk here at Neshota Park in a week. And then in July, we're going to do one down in the Third Ward. Uh, in December, we had a Christmas. We had a dog Christmas with uh, Santa Claus. Um, we're going to do a, a Wisconsin Badger fundra- uh, um tailgate party before one of the games, I mean, we're going to raise these thousand wishes, whether, you know, whatever we have to do, we're going to do it. So hey, look, I'm I, really excited about it. Hey,
0: you know what? And, and if you Google wagging for wishes, like the yep. dog wags his tail wagging for wishes, it brings you right to make a wish um, wish.org gives you all the details that you, that you need for, for yep. Saturday. And, and you can, if you can make it, you know what? Great, come on out, bring your dog, get a good walk, and and raise some money. Um, if you can't. You can go right online and, and donate to make this thing successful. And, you know, I'm going to yell at Glenn Derby for not getting me more you know information earlier, but that's okay because <laughs> we're busy men. And, yeah. hey, hey Glenn, I, and I will continue to promote this, and I'll try to get you on. Um, if not, I'll, I'll promote it uh, next Saturday. But Wagon for Wishes walk is – and just Google that. It'll get you right to make a wish. I've got about one minute left, and okay. i, I got to finish the show like this. All the uniforms you've ever put on. From little league baseball to basketball, whatever, to the New Orleans Saints, to the Green Bay Packers, and you could pick one game. I put all those uniforms in the closet. You get one game, one more game. What uniform do I pull out, and who do you play against?
5: You're going to pull out uh, number 79 with the Wisconsin Badgers, and it's going to be at the Ohio State University uh, horseshoe uh, game where we had to drive. We had to make a drive in the fourth quarter out of the end zone, and uh, clinched the game beating the number one team in the nation, uh going against guys like Chris Spielman oh. and all these great, great, great players, and we ended up doing it. It was the most unbelievable moment I've ever had in my life playing sports.
0: Yeah, I love that. I would that.
5: definitely go back to that for I sure without a doubt. Just
0: love that. He is Glenn Derby again. He's doing a great event and if you have a dog, and if you don't have a dog, you like dogs? No, Perfect. Right. No, you no, don't you need have a, dog? a dog.
5: And you don't have to pay I mean We're not at, there's no fee. Uh, We've got a sponsor that's paying for everyone to come into the park. Just come in and enjoy a day. We got, we got a, a DJ playing. We got food trucks. We got sponsorships out there. There's just come and give what you feel and come and have a fun. We've got a think positive is doing a, uh, obstacle course. I mean, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a
0: lot of fun. There it is. Uh, Google, uh, just all you have to do is, is Google um, Wagon for Wishes, and that'll get you to exactly where you want. Uh, Dog Nest in Cap on Capitol Drive in Brookfield. He is Glenn Derby, and he's one of the good guys. He is one of the good guys. <laughs> Thank Glenn, you. thanks a lot, brother. I look forward thanks, to seeing man. you.
5: Good talking to you. We'll
1: get together soon.
0: You got it. Have a good day. All thanks right. for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on 1250 AM the fans.
2: I'm just a nobody. I'm trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to see. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus.
3: I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright fright, fright. And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose